Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Good Sunday morning to you. It is 10.08 on a dreary Sunday morning here in Minneapolis, uh, downtown Minneapolis, live from the studio today. Great to be with you. Dave Schwartz, Charlie Wee, sitting across from me, Pete Nigerian, who is currently on Baby Watch 2023. Uh, Pete, my sources tell me uh, we're, we're dealing any moment now, correct? Your first grandchild? Those are good sources, and yes, uh, it, it, she's she's had some contractions today, and keeping a close eye on that. So it it looks like she might be a mother on Mother's Day. Which How would be awesome! Cool. Well, congratulations <laughs> to you, and congratulations to your family. Happy yeah, Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Mm-hmm. We uh, we appreciate you. We love you. Couldn't do it without yeah. you. Happy uh, fishing opener weekend to those who decided to bear the elements and uh, go out. I did not. I don't like fishing in rain. I do love to fish, but I'm more of a like 80 degrees and sunny uh, kind of fisherman. So, uh, Pete, the the Vikings schedule, the NFL schedule came out this week. It, by the way, side note: if you didn't watch the social media video that the that the I think it was the Tennessee Titans put out on their mm-hmm. schedule release, it, it's the greatest thing I've seen on social media in a really long time. Essentially. And I'm sure most of these people are tourists. Nobody in Nashville, Tennessee, knows anything about the NFL. <laughs> Not even the logos <laughs> of the teams. It was great. Uh, but, Pete, I, I was looking down the schedule, and, and like a lot of people, you know, you go, oh, okay, this is a win, this is a loss, win, win, loss, loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious, are, are there, if you look at the, the full schedule, I looked at three games that I'm like, yep, this is one I'm circling. I really want to make sure I I watch this one. I'll watch them all, obviously. Mm -hmm. But were there three games on the schedule, I'll ask you, that you saw that you went, yep, these are the games that that I got to see. Not not win or loss, but that I really Mm -hmm. have to watch because it's just there's just going to be too good. Gosh, I I actually look at the schedule and there's so many that I think really stand out for me, Dave, that it's hard to pick. I I, I would say that stretch that they've got in October. Mm Mm-hmm where we host the Kansas City Chiefs, then we go to Chicago, who I think because of the drafts, free agency, everything that they've done, that is a much improved team, very much like the Detroit Lions, in my opinion. But, um, you know, then you've got to go to Chicago. And the Vikings seem to always have an issue when we go to Chicago yeah, of some yeah. sort. So, you know, when you've got Kansas City, then at Chicago, and then you come back for a Monday night game against the San Francisco 49ers, Boy, that's a tough stretch, yeah. and it, but, but I think it's also exciting because it gives us all a chance to really measure, okay, where are we? Because we've gotten a few games in already. You get to that position, and you know, you've got that three. But I'll tell you what, Dave, when I look at Las Vegas and Cincinnati on mm-hmm. the road, mm-hmm. uh, 
And, and, and I, th- I think because of that and what the Lions are going to be our final two, it's amazing that they decide to the very end of the season, basically, that we're going to play the Lions twice. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in a really short period of time, Christmas Eve and then in January. But, um, you know, <laughs> that's the team that I think everybody's been talking about. Everybody's been focused on what has Detroit really got? And I, and I know that we all, you know, for a lot of different reasons, including television last year, but you know, the coach is likable. He's aggressive. He's not the standard guy. He doesn't give standard answers. He's a, he's just a different guy. And at first people, I think were offended by him, which was wrong, but they were offended by some of his commentary. Now people seem to have embraced him. And I, and I think it really does make them a really interesting team, particularly in our division. I, I, I just think the Lions really could be one of those teams where um, maybe the the last half of last year was not a fluke. Maybe that was really what they're looking like. And after the draft and free agency, they could be pretty interesting, Dave. I I don't think the Vikings are going to be a 13-win team this year. No. That would be my thing. It is so crazy to me, just just because of my time in Minnesota, to to imagine – the mm-hmm. NFC North with Detroit as as a player as a team to beat, you know. <laughs> but I I agree it, it it is interesting. By the way, did you ever play Pete? Did you ever play at Soldier Field? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I have heard from multiple. I've seen it, but I've also heard from multiple people that Soldier Field. One of the reasons that there's always issues there is what has been in the past, arguably one of the worst fields in the NFL. Was that true? <laughs> Yeah, the the field was generally pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> you know, what I'd I heard. In the era, I was in the era of just that absolutely awful turf. And yeah. you know, if you if I was Walter Payton, I would have said, "Hey, look, can't we just spend a little bit of money, get a little bit better turf so. here for us?" Yeah, but um, you know, it was fun. It was fun to play there. I can. I, I even coached there when uh, when the XFL first launched. Mm-hmm. I was a coach for the Chicago team and. I'll tell you what, standing out on that field and talking to guys like Keith Millard, who was coaching at a different team, and, and a lot of the old Vikings and stuff, it, it, it was incredible because we'd all say the same thing. Yeah. Dave. We'd stand there on the 50-yard line going, is this the worst field in the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> I, you're not the first person that, that I've heard that from either, so I, that's why yeah. I, I had to ask. I, I looked at sure. the schedule this week, and uh, I, I instantly, my eyes instantly drew to, to a number of games. Uh, the the first of which I guess I'll go in order, not of what I like, but order of the schedule. I, I really can't wait to see the Eagles uh, in in yeah. week two at the Eagles. Uh, I am incredibly intrigued to see what a Brian Flores uh, defense looks like against the Eagles, especially the way things went last year against the Eagles. That one is is really interesting. Um, week and Dave, yeah, I, I'll interrupt for a second. Sure. Sorry, but um. And that's on a short week. Yeah, you're right. Four days <laughs> so, off. <laughs> yeah, that makes that even much more interesting, but uh, makes it a little bit tougher for the Vikings for sure. Yeah, it'll, that that's a good one. I, I cannot wait to see uh, October first at Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. Just be, for for two reasons. One, I'm curious if Bryce Young is going to be starting. Uh, I I, mm-hmm. I guess they would, but I could also see a scenario where they say, "Well, we got Andy Dalton. Let's let's let um, Bryce." maybe learn, but I, I just don't see it. When you have a pick that high and you bring in a quarterback, you, you, you got to play him right away. And so that's, that'll be interesting to me. And I, it's, it's an Adam Thielen, you know, quote unquote revenge game, which we all love in the media uh, to, to make those storylines. I don't know if he wants revenge. He seems to like Minnesota, but I, I'd like to see him against it. And then week eight at the Packers, well, because it's the Packers. But if you think about it, this is the first time that 
I feel like the Vikings will play the Packers without a Hall of Fame quarterback under center. Now, who knows what Jordan Love is going to be, but it was Brett Favre and it was Aaron Rodgers, and now we're going to see what Jordan Love truly can do with the season under his belt. I'm super mm-hmm. excited to see what that kid can do, what it, what he's going to look like, um, because he just it, – it, for some reason, as not for any reason, because Rodgers you know, was very durable – it's just such a mystery, you know. It's such a mystery mm-hmm. of what Jordan Love. I mean, they, they, he's going to get paid for it, and but it's such a mystery as to what he's going to bring. And I, I'm very intrigued to see if the Packers will get fortunate again. I mean, how many teams have waited for one franchise quarterback, let alone going from one to another? You know, can it can they get lightning in a bottle a third time? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. And that's mm-hmm. that's that week really intrigues me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'll tell you this, uh, you're, you're right about the fact that, you know, we, we, it's finally a different quarterback. If you really go back in history, they have had duration at the quarterback position that's been absolutely impressive at Green Bay. And it's, it's, it's going to be something really interesting to see what Jordan Love can do. And I, I'll just, as on a, a, not necessarily just as a Viking fan, but I would just say this, um, I still am not sure why Jordan Love was a first round draft pick. And maybe he can he can he can maybe prove me wrong, but yeah. he was at Utah State and threw a fair amount of interceptions in that conference, which is nothing like the NFL at all. Yeah. Um that that would be concerning for me if I was a fan of Green Bay, which I'm not. <laughs> yeah, well yeah. Is well there are they do have a lot of fans here uh, in in, yeah. in Minnesota, of course, but um so I'd like to ask, I want to ask you out there too all those listening today what game are you looking forward to on the NFL on the uh, Viking schedule this year call us text us cities one plumbing talk and text line 651-461-9226 we're going to also talk a little bit later uh, about the Zadarius Smith trade that went on uh, late in the week I want to get your thoughts on that Pete but we'll step out of football for a moment and talk a little college hockey coming up next. Rico Blasi, who is the head coach of the University of St. Thomas men's hockey team, they announced this week that they'll be playing uh, the Golden Gopher hockey team at Excel Energy Center in the fall. Want to talk to him about that, as well as uh, just kind of growing a program from the ground up here uh, in Minnesota, going from Division Three to Division One. Rico Blasi will join us next. You're listening to The Huddle on 830 WCCO. It's a long intro. Got to wait for it. Here it is. There we go. Charlie spinning the tunes today. All the music going with Mother's Day theme. Well done, sir. Uh, Loving that one. This fall, the University of St. Thomas will take on the Gopher men's hockey team October 13th at the XL Energy Center. It's going to be a double bill between men's and women's. Joining us now, chat about it on the John Schuster, Coldwell Banker Hotline is Rico Blasi, who's head coach of the St. Thomas Tommies. Rico, thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good to be with you. We're doing great. Thank you very much. Uh, I am curious. This this match, I know it's um, it, you have many games, and every game is important, but when you're taking on a program, the one that is uh, that has been kind of a leader in the state for a long time, it, is it – is it possible to make this feel like just another game, or do you get a little more amped up to play the Gophers? <laughs> well, I think we all know the answer to that. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a fun weekend, and uh, we're looking forward to it. We're very uh, <clears throat> very appreciative of University of Minnesota uh, playing us in, in such a great venue. Uh, 
uh, probably one of the best venues in all of uh, hockey at the Excel Center. So um, it's an important step for our program as we continue to build at the Division One level and playing the best best team in the country, arguably, over the last few years is uh, is a special way to do it. Rico, you've done an amazing job uh, putting together the coaches that you've got through your group, and not only just great people, but incredible recruiters. And And I'd love to just hear a little bit more about that because I was looking at some of the signees and commitments that you've got, and it, it sure looks impressive. Are you pretty excited about what you've been able to do and, and maybe even out-recruit some of the, the bigger schools than, than St. Thomas at this point in time? Because it looks like you've got some great-looking players. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Corey Leyland and, and Leon Hayward do a great job in identifying the right players for our culture and what we're trying to accomplish at St. Thomas. And, um, you know, we're in a unique position in the state uh, with being the, the only private school playing D1, Catholic private school. I think we have a lot to offer with our campus and obviously what's what's going to happen here on the horizon with the new a new facility. So, uh, but we, you know, we, we set out to try to recruit guys that believe in our vision of faith and brother and making sure that we trust each other and the process each and every day and try to be good people and, 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 you know, press each other to, to be better today than we were yesterday. So uh, as long as we can continue to recruit those young men that believe in that, I think when you come together as a team, you start to push the envelope a little bit on the ice and, uh, I think we've been able to do that. Uh, not a lot of people know we started off with uh, five scholarships uh, the first year, D- Division One. This past year we had 10. We'll have 15 next year, which obviously is a, is a big part of what we do and, and trying to compete at a high level. Most Division One programs have 18. So we've been a little bit behind, but that was uh, by design. Uh, we wanted to make sure that our our, our classes were you know, as even as we can make them. And the transfer portal has really helped us, uh, you know, identify some players that wanted to come home and and help our classes uh, round out. So we're excited about our future and we're looking forward to it. University of St. Thomas men's head hockey coach, Rico Blasi, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, Rico, I've been a fan of yours since you were coaching at Miami of Ohio. And and I know – Building that program up uh, was probably challenging when it when you first started too, being a young coach. What is the biggest challenge in trying to build up a program in a state that's already full of Division One men's hockey programs? Well, it's it's again. I think we're in a great spot uh, in St. Paul. Um, you know, a little bit different than what we did at Miami. Uh, you know, Miami was a little bit more of an established program. Southwest Ohio not really a lot around us and we had to convince players to 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 come and 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 believe in what we were trying to build and and so that was a little bit of a challenge uh in itself i really love st paul i love minnesota i love our state and the way we produce young men and women to play the game Um, there's so many players playing division one hockey we just got to find the right ones and uh you know we've been able to do that i think we've identified the ones that believe in what we're trying to do uh, not only for this upcoming year, but for years uh, here in the future. And that's that's our job as coaches, to make sure that we're doing that. So it, there's always going to be challenges. We have some great programs in our state that play hockey at a high level, um, not to mention the University of Minnesota, but the other ones as well. Duluth's won national championships. 
Um, you know, Mankato's been unbelievable the last 10 years, and Bemidji's always there, and St. Cloud's been great. So, you know, there's not one not one team in our state that's not playing at a high level, and and that's that's fun. That's that's a challenge for us. That's something that we want to aspire to be. And um, you know, I think it's we're in a in a great place. Like I said earlier, we're not we're not looking at it as a, as a challenge per se as we're not going to be able to get recruits. We're just looking at it as a challenge that we got to get to that to that level that everybody else is at. Rico, you had mentioned the the transfer portal, and and it's interesting to me because you know we all focus primarily on football and some basketball, and then you kind of forget. Many of us forget that in hockey, obviously, that's that's something as well. And and Deion Sanders has absolutely used it as a revolving door. What do you think about the transfer portal? Are you a, a fan of it? Do you do you like the idea that that players are essentially almost like free agents to a degree? And, and is it something that you uh, like enough that you, you think you might get a little bit bigger in terms of some of the kids that you might pull out of the portal? Well, I think it, every situation is unique in, in terms of what, what is going on with the student-athletes. So, um, you know, it's hard for me to say whether I like it or not. I think in terms of, you know, players that play a lot and players that have been given opportunities to, to develop and and do their thing, and all of a sudden you see them moving from one institution to another, I'm not sure I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. But there are situations where guys don't play and guys are being pushed out and, you know, maybe the situation isn't right or there's a coaching change. In that regard, I think the transfer portal is a good thing. Um, and so I, I think you just got to navigate it for the, you know, what it is and, and do what's best for your programs and, not really get caught up in too much in the, uh, you know, in, in the minutia of all the stuff that's going on around us. I do believe that it'll, it'll start to kind of, in our sport anyway, with the fifth year and COVID year, um, I think it'll start to uh, lessen a little bit. But there's always going to be some of those players that want to move on because of the, the situations that I just described. So mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, you do what you got to do for your program and, and, you know, you move on. Rico, you've got this beautiful new stadium uh, that's going to be built uh, on campus for, for for hockey, for basketball. In in the game of recruiting players, uh, how big how big of a chip is that in your corner when when you can show them mock ups at least that's going to be coming in the next couple of years of this this beautiful stadium that you guys are going to put in? Well, it's it's huge. Uh, you you've got to have the amenities to develop uh, the student athletes and. All of the sports you mentioned, we're, we're extremely excited and extremely grateful for the Andersons to to have that lead uh, donation and gift to to St. Thomas. And um, you know, it's it you have to keep up with the Joneses. Let's just face it. I mean, if you're going to play at a high level and and compete for what we want to do, and that's a national championship uh, down the road, we have to be able to um, to provide our student athletes with the amenities that they need to continue to develop to play at the highest level of our, our sport. And that's to play in the NHL. The guys that we recruit want to play in the NHL. And, and so we have to get them to that point. And uh, the facility will help with that. No question about it. It's going to be gorgeous. Don't get me wrong, but don't you just love like those old barns, the wood feel like, you know, you're, you're going through Western Canada, these old junior barns. So I, I want to put in, I want to put a design suggestion that this thing has like big, high wooden ceilings, old school <laughs> feel to it. It would match perfect with campus. 
They would, and I can tell you, I can tell you uh, that it will look like the rest of campus. How about that? Good, good. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're going to have the wooden ceilings, but it'll be, uh, it'll match what we're doing on campus. Right. That's for sure. I'm going to tell. I'm putting in. Ben Frazier's listening. I'm going to tell him I have. I have suggestions. Hey, Rico. Hey, good, news, good news. Ben doesn't have any say in the design. How about that? Because <laughs> I know he's listening. <laughs> Rico, uh, thanks so much for joining us. I hope we can do it again, uh, and then we'll chat soon. Okay. Great. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Rico Blasi, head coach of the uh, St. Thomas men's hockey team. Great to chat with him. They'll play the Gophers on October 13th, the XL Energy Center. We'll step aside and come back with more huddle in a minute. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get I'm, into it. Uh, I'm sad we didn't get a mom song on the way in. Sorry, go ahead. I, I've, got more in, I've got more in store here. Don't, don't you worry. We've still got a few more breaks Good. to get to uh, in the rest of the show. But, Pete, we're going to start off with you today. It's been a big oh. week for Gopher football and basketball on both the high school and transfer portal recruiting scenes as Ben Johnson and the basketball team received a commitment from Alexandria High School forward Grayson Grove and guard Elijah Hawkins from Howard University in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. And the football team got a ton of commitments, including transfer commitments from Georgia's Southern cornerback Tyler Bride, Auburn defensive back Craig McDonald, the local kid, as well as high school commitments Julian Johnson, tight end out of Illinois with an Iowa offer. Always fun to get those uh, Iowa <laughs> offered tight ends. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Out of Iowa. Uh, Mankato area wide receiver Jalen Smith and the class's quarterback committed this week. Drake Lindsay out of Fayetteville, Arkansas, who's the grandson of uh, Vikings running back Sam Lindsay. Uh, Drake was a 7A All-State player his junior year through for 3,600 yards with 37 touchdowns and only three interceptions in 7A in Mm -hmm. Fayetteville, Arkansas. Pete, big week on recruiting. What are just kind of general thoughts here? Basketball we hadn't heard much from, so kind of nice to get a couple guys going, right, even if – you know, maybe mm-hmm. you don't think they're the greatest. I don't know if you do or not, but it's nice to get to guys. <laughs> and the football team picked up some big names. Uh, Craig McDonald uh, is, was a pretty big local guy as well a few years back. Yeah, I, it, it's really impressive, I think, that uh, what, what PJ has been able, able to accomplish. I think from a basketball standpoint, it's something we really needed. I, I, I think what whatever bodies we can get and, and some strength along the way, and if they're you know, somewhere in that category that we think they can be game-changing type players for for the team, that's going to be fantastic. Ben's a great recruiter. Ben's a great guy. I, I, I think the world of him. I just, you know, we've got to see results. We've got to see wins. And, 
you know, he knows it. Every coach in the world would know that. You can't sit at the bottom of the Big Ten for too long because it's just it's too difficult. But I would say this. P.J. is amazing. I, I am I am a little bit surprised how well they've done, actually, quite honestly. And it's some of the names that you, you read off um, are, are really high-end guys. And it's great to see the Gophers having that kind of success because we have not really, when it comes to the portal, in my opinion, we haven't really – we've lost more, it seems like, to the portal – than we've gained oftentimes, but I think, I think over the last few weeks, this is uh, this is really impressive, and I love to see it. Yeah, the, that Georgia Southern cornerback Tyler Bride had something like 1,200 mm-hmm. offensive snaps, really good PFF grades across the board, mm-hmm. and of course Auburn defensive back Craig McDonald. He was only down at Auburn for that one year. He spent his freshman year at Iowa State University, where he was he showed up pretty big in some games as a as a true mm-hmm. freshman down in Iowa State. He would need a waiver, I believe to be able to play this season in Minnesota. But sometimes you get that when you're coming home. I, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I, I remember we had, was it last, it was last weekend we had Marcus Fuller on, right? We yes. talked about um, yeah. the kid from Howard who was here. They ended up getting him, I believe, which yes, is they great. Did. I'm glad for Ben Johnson. I, I love, 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 love this Drake Lindsey kid. Uh, I, I know he's only three stars, but Arkansas three stars is is legit. I mean, football, you know, Pete, uh, that, that they're playing tough competition. He's yeah. 6'5", 220. Uh, if if Ethan Kaliak Manis is is a starter for the next couple years, uh, then then they can go to this kid. Uh, that's best case scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's great. Yep. That would be a fun one. Let's go back to you, Dave, here mm-hmm. for question number two. We're a little bit out now from the Wild and the Wolves being eliminated from the playoffs. So let's revisit how things are currently going in the NHL playoffs. We've obviously heard the Florida Panthers upset both the Boston Bruins and now the Toronto Maple Leafs. They are now a the bottom seed in the Eastern Conference, and they are in the Conference Finals. Uh, joining them in the Eastern Conference Finals will be the Carolina Hurricanes, who are a top seed. They took down New Jersey and the New York Islanders. In the West, we got Seattle and Dallas heading to Game 7 here, and Vegas is up 3-2 to two over Edmonton. With that all in mind and everything that you have seen so far in these playoffs, who are you picking? To win it all at this win, point? Well, you know what? Give me give me a okay. Stanley Cup Finals. Give okay. me one from each conference and give me your win. I'll give you the finals. Here's what I think. I think um, I think Carolina versus uh, Edmonton is is my is my call, uh, which probably means neither of them will make the finals. Yeah, Edmonton's down three two. But I just I think this is the year that Edmonton is. I I like Vegas. Um, I just. And maybe maybe it's just the 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 Connor McDavid fan in me because because I, I I'm enamored with that kid right he he is uh, a generational talent um, and he he's got the work ethic work, I think he's got the size he's got the skill he does things that that people shouldn't be able to do but I I truly think it's their year they have the supporting cast uh, with Leon Drysital Darnell Nurse has had a great year I so I think it's going to be uh, Carolina and Edmonton I I just think. Because I think Florida is they're gonna they're gonna come back to earth. They're gonna come back to earth. Um, Bobrovsky has been good and bad this year. We've kind of seen both. So I think I think it's Carolina Edmonton. My call. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I I actually um, there's something about this Florida team. The the fact that they were rolling as they got into the playoffs, they get in there and, and you know the. They, they just seem like they're destined at this point in time. <laughs> it's, 
it's amazing to watch. I mean, it, it, it's fun to see somebody who's one of those very low seats that just continues to beat up on the, on the teams that are supposed to take them out. I love the Knights. Uh, you know, there's something, something about oh. Vegas that it just seems so crazy to me that, that, you know, still to this day that they've got hockey and they're going to get baseball. And they've already got football, but, but they are, uh, they're, they seem like they're on a mission, Dave. I don't know what it is. Because I thought Edmund would, Edmonton would take care of them pretty quickly. I hate Golden. I, I think every Minnesota <laughs> fan. Yeah, I mean, they, when they came into the league and the stuff that they did, the teams they got, just it, it wasn't it wasn't fair. By the way, what happened to your Bruins? <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> you know what? And it's and it's and it's starting to happen to the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's funny how you know the regular season can be so different, and and you know we we see it in a lot of different sports, but um, it's absolutely amazing. And you're right, yeah, the Bruins are out quick, and the Celtics are just hanging on by a fingernail right now. Yeah, well, Pete, let's uh, stay on the Celtics talk then and move over to the NBA side here. As uh, we were looking this up a little bit earlier, because obviously we talked about the Florida Panthers, uh, the bottom seed in the Eastern Conference, have made it to the conference finals. I think Dave looked that up. It was 2013 or so the yep, last 2013. Time that that happened. Well, in the NBA, a similar thing's going on. Eight-seeded Miami has taken down top-seeded <laughs> Milwaukee and fifth-seeded New York. By the way, I also looked this up when's the last time a an eight-seed in the NBA made the conference finals. 1999, the New York Knickerbockers. Made the I guessed that finals. too, and eventually they made the. I did NBA my little Champions basketball League. knowledge. I guessed it, but we'll move on here. So uh, Miami has taken mm-hmm. down Milwaukee and the Knicks, and they'll be in the conference finals. They'll face off the winner of that big Boston Seventy Sixers game seven coming up. Out west, we've got Denver rolling through Phoenix and the Lakers, and uh, and the Lakers taking down the dynastic. Uh, Warriors. So to say that again, Western Conference Finals, we got Denver and the Los Angeles Lakers. Eastern Conference Finals, the Miami Heat of all teams going up against either the 76ers or the Boston Celtics. Pete, same question I gave Dave. Who mm-hmm. you got in the finals? Wow. Uh, you know, there's something really special about Miami. I just I just don't know that they can get past Philadelphia, to be honest with you. I, I think that that would be uh, amazing if they did, and I, and I really like the Miami team a lot, but I think the other one's a lot easier for me. I, I, I'm not a big believer in the Lakers. I think the Lakers have, have done a great job, obviously, but it's, it, I think that's going to change because I think Denver's destined. They, they are so good in so many different spots and unselfish players that I think that they have the best shot to not just win and get there, but actually win the entire title. So I, I'm sticking with Denver, and it actually gives us a little check mark of, you know what? The Timberwolves did get beat up by these guys, but if they win the whole deal, uh, it doesn't look quite as bad for the Timberwolves. The fact that they 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 did struggle, but they they got a game or two out of them. That is that viewpoint. Can I, <laughs> Pete? I love you, and you know that. You and I have become very good friends, but yes. that viewpoint is not a winner's viewpoint. You cannot say. Well, you know, at least we lost to the team that won it all. Um, that is not a winner's viewpoint. Pete already counting out the Boston Celtics, by the way. Already, you know, they can't, Miami can't pick, get by the but, Sixers. And I will say that you are not even close to the only person that I've heard that from. But I that viewpoint is is a viewpoint of a team and a fan base that's beaten down. Well, yeah. at least we lost to the team that won it all. All right. So you're the best, buddy. No, that hey, we got it. I think that that's a a, a, a reasonable final. Here. Uh, Dave, Dave, who you got? Uh, you know what? I 
if I'm if I'm Adam Silver, I love all of this, right? The markets are Miami, Philly, Boston, Denver, or L.A. Mm-hmm. I mean, the league's already won in terms of TV yeah. ratings. I'll go uh, – I'm going to go with – let's go Lakers in Miami. Why not? All right. Mm. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, leagues and commissioners maybe <laughs> wanting to uh, spice up the, the pot a little bit. Yeah. It happened. Chicago moves up, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, that is, moves up from, I believe, was third or fourth best odds yep. to end up getting the first overall pick in this year's NHL draft, which is going to be Connor Bedard, an all-generational player, McDavid, Crosby, whoever you want to compare him to. He's, he's gotten all of the comps going for him, and he will be a Chicago Blackhawk come the NHL draft. Is it, is it rigged? You know, I mean, really? Come on. If it okay, because this is this is a top. This is a real topic, right? I mean, Chicago essentially they tanked, essentially, uh, and they've had some uh, things against them. So they were they were they were rewarded uh, for some bad behavior and bad play. Uh, they got the number one pick. Yes, it's it's a large TV market. Yes, if I'm uh, uh, Gary Bettman, I would not want Connor Bedard. In Arizona or Columbus, uh, unless un- you know, unless devil's advocate, you want to grow the game. You know, he's exciting. That that's great. But at the same time, you uh, you just don't want. You know, that's it's not it's not good for the game to have him there. Is it a fix? It's not a fix because I feel like if it was a fix, then then uh, Connor McDavid never would have been an Oiler. I, I mean, I just. I feel like if this has ever been a thing, if it's ever real, um, Connor McDavid would have gone somewhere else. And I and I now I don't remember what other teams had a chance that year. But if you truly want to put your stars in the place where everyone's going to see them, you put them in the big markets. So I, while I would love to sit here and and I did guess, people say, "Well, who's going to get the first pick?" I'm like, "It's going to be Chicago." It's just that's just the way it always happens. Uh, they go from Kane and Taves, and now they get Connor Bedard. But is it actually fixed? No, I don't think so because there's just too many reasons to say that that doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I will tell you this. I, I don't think it was fixed, I, I, but I do think they were very fortunate to have it happen the way it did. Yes. And the kid says everything. I mean, not only is he a great, incredible player, right, and everybody's, everybody's you know, pick, he's the guy. He's the number one guy. He's the, the next generational player and all of that, which is great, and I think he is. But what, he, what I love about the kid is he's saying all the right things. You know, he's, he's telling everybody about how he looks forward to practice. He loves practice. He wants to improve. He wants to get better. And yet the guy is already uh, you know, considered a superstar. And boy, he's 17 years old. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, and, I, and I'll tell you what, I think everybody should be. The Chicago fans do deserve it. I, I will tell you, as a guy who lived in Chicago a long time, they just love their hockey. They absolutely love their hockey yeah. there, and they've got that giant stadium. I know, I know you don't want to, I will never say the you. Chicago Blackhawks deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> They've had their time. Yeah, they, they have had their time, but they, they're great fans. I yes, will they are. They really are great it's fans. It's an awesome so I, place to yeah. watch a hockey game. I, I agree. I love watching it. Other than the fact that every time I went there in the Wild, uh, I feel like every time they knock the Wild out of the playoffs, it's a phenomenal yeah. arena for hockey. Mm. Yep, it is. All right, guys, that's all I got for you today. All right, taking a quick awesome. break. We'll wrap up our number one. You're listening to The Huddle on 830 WCCO. Phenomenal choice on this Mother's Day as we close out our number one here on a three O WCCO. Uh, a bit of breaking news here, Pete. 
Do we do we have breaking mm-hmm. news like Sounders, Charlie? Do we have one? We do. I don't have it ready. Okay, that's all right. It's I not that. Search the archives. You know what? That's on me. I should have asked you to break instead of singing along to LL Cool J. Um, Jean Morant has been suspended from all activities, team activities, pending NBA review. This comes from Shams Sharania. NBA spokesperson Mike Bass says, quote, we are aware of the social media posts involving John Morant and are in the process of gathering more information. If you did not see it, Morant was once again seen flashing a gun, an apparent gun, something that's apparently a gun, uh, in a recent social media video. I watched the Charlie and I watched the video earlier. You, you have to look quick, but it's there. This is now the second time in three months. Month. Yeah. <laughs> Three months, uh, yeah, that, that this has happened to Ja. Uh, he did say last time that uh, when he was suspended for eight games conduct for conduct detrimental to the league, he said, quote, it's not who I am, quote, I don't condone any type of violence, but I take full responsibility for my actions. I made a bad mistake, and I can see that image I painted for myself with my recent mistakes. But in the future, I'll make sure everybody knows who Ja really is, and and, and he go and that's and I'm about to uh, change the narrative. So we uh well I, we've now seen who Ja really is, haven't we? This is yeah. I, I don't listen. I don't know what the precedent is for a punishment. Um, if I'm Memphis, I would assume, and Pete, you probably have more knowledge of this than I do. When it comes to these contracts, there are usually clauses, if I'm correct, where you do something detrimental to the franchise, detrimental to yourself, that can mm-hmm. be an out in the contract for some of it. Uh, I, I don't – I mean, let's be honest. On, on a percentage basis, 1 to 100, what do you think the percentage is that we see John ja Morant to start hmm. the next NBA season? Well, um, as you know, I've been very critical of Adam Silver for other things as well, um, particularly the, the, you know, the, the guys that sit out games and, and all of that and they load management and everything. And that's just the beginning. I think there are other things. But, you know, when you are the commissioner, whether it's the NFL, the NHL, the NBA, it doesn't really matter, Major League Baseball, whatever it is, um, I think you have to show strength at all times. You have to show that you're going to do something more than just a little bit of of jawing and the eight game suspension before uh was probably not nearly enough they talked about a counseling program that he was going to go yeah clearly the counseling program that he was going to go through well i'm not so sure that that did anything um i i would think that there's they if they don't come down extremely hard on him on this one um then I, you know, you almost just have to throw your hands in the air and say, "Look, uh, this is just not the right guy to be running the NBA," because you don't want that as part of your image. It's absolutely terrible. I think the NFL has been at least pretty aggressive with a lot of players over the years with with certain suspensions and so forth. But this isn't enough. I mean, they're, they're going to have to really give us something big because it just doesn't make any sense. And like you just said, he he, he wants to show people who he really is. Well. Apparently we we've now seen that, and it's uh, you know that was just in March. That wasn't yeah. that long ago. I, I'm I'm tired <laughs> of it, man. And you make a great point. Adam Silver has got to set a precedent here that mm-hmm. just because you're a good basketball player doesn't mean you can get away with everything you want to. We'll talk right. more about this in the second hour. We'll take your calls and texts as well. Hour number two of the huddle coming your way in a minute. 
Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.